0: Hey guys, this is Jay Lethal, the Ring of Honor World Champion, and you're listening to
1: WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries. Here are your hosts, Daniel Herron and Tyler Abar. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron, and welcome you to episode three hundred ninety-seven of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNs Podcast on YouTube, WNs Video, and on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can also follow us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. You can follow us on Twitter at WNsDaniel underscore Daniel WNs Podcast. Tyler underscore Bear, you know the drill. Tyler, I'm not going to be here this week, unfortunately. His uh, daughter was not feeling too well, but we still wanted to get a show out for you this week because there was a lot to cover on top of uh, um, NXT TakeOver, Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, all that good stuff. Plenty of top, hot topics as well. So I hope you guys are doing great. hope you had a, a great weekend and a great week so far. Um, so we'll kind of just blaze through it because uh, I didn't get to watch NXT TakeOver. TakeOver, but uh, heard good things, and I'm looking forward to watching it a little bit later on. But uh, going back even further than NXT TakeOver, I got to go and uh, check out Ring of Honor, and uh, they had their uh, their Tag Wars Night 2 in Houston. And uh, my lovely wife and I got to go and uh, check out the experience, as as you might have heard from our interview the previous week with Shane Taylor. We got to go out there and uh, and check it all out, and I uh, will be posting. I'll be posting some of the interviews that we got to conduct there as well, because it ended up being a really good time. And I certainly want to thank the uh, the fine folks at Ring of Honor. They certainly gave me the uh, the VIP treatment. We uh, my wife and I arrived there. We got the backstage passes. We got to go backstage and see some of the some of the things you're not supposed to see at these shows. And, uh, it was really cool getting to talk to all the, all the superstars. We got to talk to Jeff Cobb, Jay lethal, the briscoes, Kenny King, and, uh, and Shane Taylor. And so we'll be, um, I'll post the, uh, the interviews, uh, towards the end of the show. So if you want to listen to those first, you can always skip ahead and, uh, and check it out. So, um, yeah, we ended up having a really good time. Uh, I think, uh, Kelsey has some new favorite wrestlers in, uh, the ring of honor world, that being the boys who accompany, uh, Dalton castle, uh, had a good time watching them and they were very entertaining and, uh, and just had a really good time. So, uh you know, I think if you have the fight app, you can actually stream it online. So feel free to, to check it out. So let's go into NXT takeover. Had a, had a, good uh, positive response from my understanding. Uh, A lot of people saying it wasn't the best NXT TakeOver, but it still was really enjoyable. Um, So if you have not watched NXT TakeOver and you don't want to be spoiled, it's kind of hard to do, but, uh, you know, this will be a uh, a spoiler- Review, I guess, Uh, the opening contest, War Raiders defeating Undisputed Era to become the new NXT Tag Team Champion. So congratulations to them. Uh, Raymond Rowe, of course, you know, former guest on the show. So congratulations to him. Uh, Also, Roderick Strong, former guest of the show. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly was was in that matchup as well. And he's former guest of the show. So we're kind of, uh, we're taking over NXT takeover. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Matt Riddle ends up defeating Cassius Ono. both of those people we've had, had the pleasure of meeting as well and heard they had a, uh, a good match. Um, this one I'm really looking forward to watching uh, because people are already saying it's a match of the year contender Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. Um, you know, Johnny getting the upper hand and, uh, and getting the victory there. So I'm looking forward to going back and watching that and uh, and seeing the incredible action from my understanding. Uh, in the women's division, NXT Women's Championship on the line. Shayna Baszler defeats Bianca Belair to retain her title. Uh, from my understanding, it was a, sort of a coming out party for Bianca Belair. She got to hold her own against the the women's champion, and um, and I don't know what's going on with the um, um, Sam Roberts calling uh, Bianca Belair out saying, oh, she's too she's too young and oh, she's not experienced enough and I can't believe they're putting her on NXT TakeOver. Um, whether it was scripted or not, I just feel like it was kind of out of place. I just didn't really like it. Um, I feel like, you know, you're supposed to, you're there to talk about the product and you're trying to get the fans to be supportive of these people and that's not a very good way of doing it. Um, but Shayna did come out on top this time. Uh, NXT Championship: Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black. Heard this was a really good matchup as well. Uh, Tommaso becoming being able to retain and defeat Alistair Black. Um, and then after the uh, after the match was over, um, Ciampa went up to the entrance ramp held up the title johnny gargano also comes out holds up the north american title so it could be a diy reunion uh enemy of my enemy is my friend type of situation and then um when they went off the air we found out that a brawl uh, occurred between ricochet velveteen dream alistair black johnny gargano Tommaso champa and adam cole and uh, so they're gonna have a three-on-three match at a uh, halftime heat so they're bringing that back uh, for the uh for the Super Bowl. So that's pretty cool. So you can watch that I think on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, all their social media pages and all that will be lit up for it. Let's go into the uh Royal Rumble. I had a lot of fun watching this one because we had a a uh, viewing party, a lot of friends gathered for this to uh to sort of have a draft lottery for the uh for the Royal Rumble. It ended up being a lot of fun. Had a lot of stress getting to it because our internet shut down, so we had to call an audible and uh go to a different location to, to watch the pay per view, but it ended up working out for the better. Um turns out I missed the I missed the first kickoff match altogether, Root and Gable versus uh Acom from The Authors of Pain and Scott Dawson from The Revival. Uh it's very confusing that they tagged those two together. I'm not sure if they offered any kind of explanation towards it, but hey. You know, whatever. Uh, But, of course, Root and Gable ended up coming out on top. The next kickoff match saw Shinsuke Nakamura defeat Rusev to become the new United States champion. And they had a spot where uh, Lana got up on the the apron and uh, Rusev bumped into Lana, which ended up costing him the match. Uh, But we'll talk about that um, as we get into our SmackDown talk. Um, After that, we got to see Buddy Murphy... Retain his uh, cruiserweight championship in a fatal four-way against Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, and Hideo Itami. And I guess while well, it's one of the, uh, the pressing... Um stories that's going around, Hideo Itami, obviously frustrated with uh, the direction his character has taken over the years, the uh, lack of creativity, the lack of use that he has had. Uh, he actually has requested his release from WWE, and I believe that uh, WWE has granted it. So uh, I think they said that he's going to be on a 90-day no-compete clause but uh, yeah, Hideo Itami is going to be uh, leaving. Um, I think they said he's going to be going back to Japan, but I'm not for certain on that one. So it's kind of sad. Uh, like A lot of people looking to be leaving WWE this year. Um, earlier you had uh, um, The Revival put in their request to, to be released. You had... Uh, um, Maria and mike canellis offered to to leave the company and uh the big one that happened over the week was uh dean Ambrose uh and he talked about he tried to talk about that a little bit on raw, but he was cut off but uh if if true then uh Dean Ambrose will be leaving the w w e in april and that's uh that's a big loss for w w e but uh, I don't know if that's going to be a big loss for uh for Dean Ambrose because you know we've we've talked several times about how his character has been silly and how it's not being taken as serious as it probably should be so uh, i know he was really in his element when he was the john moxley character so maybe he's hoping to pursue a company that will allow him to go that option but we'll see uh, going into the Royal Rumble, we kick things off. Asuka going up against Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Championship. And I thought this was a really fun, really fine matchup. Uh, both ladies put in a, a really good performance. Asuka ends up tapping out Becky Lynch to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I thought it was really good. It was really enjoyable. Um, I was kind of shocked that it was a, a clean loss because, you know, you're trying to build momentum for Becky Lynch. Um, and, you know, later on we would find out why. But... Um, It was just kind of weird that that it was a clean loss. I figured there would be some kind of interference, some kind of, I don't know, just something to not make it a clean loss for Becky Lynch. Um, But she did say on SmackDown, you know, it's okay because, you know, I got back up and got back into the fight, which, you know, that's a good story to tell. Um, so oscar retained uh, after that we got to see the bar going up against uh, miz and shane mcmahon smackdown tag team championships on the line and i felt like this was definitely a cool down match um, but the action was fine uh, i just can't buy into shane mcmahon and his punches it's just so i don't know it's weird um but miz and shane mcmahon end up pulling the victory uh, shane mcmahon hitting a uh, shooting star press off the top rope onto Cesaro to uh, become new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, after that, we got to see Ronda Rousey going up against Sasha Banks, and I really enjoyed this matchup because they told they told a good story. Um, you know, trying to get the submission works, and uh, you know the match did run a while, but it was still pretty enjoyable. Ronda Rousey managed to to pull out the victory over Sasha Banks and retain the Raw Women's Championship. After that, we got the thirty women Royal Rumble match. A um, lot of NXT talent. I know a lot of people were complaining that they didn't bring a lot of past stars um, into um, into the Royal Rumble, and I can see where they're coming from with that type of complaint. But on the other hand, they did that last year, so you know how many new folks could you really bring in to to make it a surprise? This was a this is a really good showing for the talent for the future, I mean, Rhea Ripley was a good one, um, you know, Kairi Sane got a huge ovation from the crowd, uh, just to name a few, I mean, Candice, Le- Candice LeRae, Candice was in there as well, so, uh, you know, it's, it was a good showing for NXT, um, and I felt like, um, they all did a really, really solid job, um, but the the talking point was that Lana tried to come out, you know, and she was selling the injury that she sustained during the uh, kickoff match between Rusev and Shinsuke, and she just couldn't make it to the ring. Um, Nia Jax came out and attacked Lana, and then Becky Lynch came out and said, "Hey, she can't compete. I can put me in the match," and they let her. And so this would eventually lead to her winning the uh, the Royal Rumble. And uh, and and here's the thing, you know there's been so many talks and so many rumors about, oh, there's going to be a triple threat, you know, Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I felt this was a perfect opportunity for them to have a draw, have it come down to Charlotte and Becky, which it did, um, but have them both go over the top, feet touch the floor. You know, they can say, oh, well, we've got, two champions so they each get to pick a champion to to fight and they would have both chosen ronda rousey or they could have gone to sudden death done the same spot again and just say well look we can't get a winner this way so uh, i tell you what elimination chamber will have charlotte versus becky lynch winner goes on to face the champion of their choosing and that ends up in a draw as well so i don't know there's i felt like there was ways that they could have done it but i still do not want to see a triple threat match Uh, i'm perfectly happy with ronda rousey versus becky lynch but uh becky did end up getting the victory and by that time the crowd was exhausted and uh and it's really sad because the next match daniel bryan versus aj styles it was a really good match and these guys uh these guys tore the house down and um but the crowd was just exhausted by the time this match happened. um you know really good storytelling and i and I enjoyed the heck out of this match. Um, I was shocked to see Rowan return to help, so that was a definitely a a talking point for the match um So it looks like uh the Wyatt stable is reforming under the guise of Dane O'Brien hoping to save the planet as opposed to Bray Wyatt hoping to destroy it. Uh, but Daniel Bryan does end up getting the victory with some outside interference with from uh help from from Rowan. Uh, after that we got to see Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Um uh, we were looking at the clock and it's like, good Lord, you know, we got we still have the the other Royal Rumble match to go and it's already, you know, close to the, the end time for normal pay per views. Um, you know, this matchup was only about eight minutes long and I felt like they did a great job. Um telling a good story. Finn Balor was fast in, in offense and, uh, Brock Lesnar was selling very well, uh, ran into the table, got a little cut on his, on his abdomen. Um, but then he ended up just overpowering Finn Balor. And, uh, you could tell that he got frustrated at one point and, uh, really took the, the offense to Finn Balor and ended up tapping him out with the Kimura arm lock. So Finn, uh, Brock Lesnar ends up retaining the universal championship. um, Men's Royal Rumble, man, it took forever to get started. You have Elias there in the ring, Jeff Jarrett coming out to cut a song and all that. I'm like, dude, start the match! Like, I'm a diehard wrestling fan, but it's time to go. They need to hurry up. Uh, They finally got underway. Had some good surprises, surprise entrants. Uh, I know a lot of people were complaining that there weren't like huge names, but you know, again, NXT got to shine in this one. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, uh, a few others got to get in the mix and uh and the crowd seemed happy by that um i didn't really have any problems with any of the matches on this card seth rollins ends up winning the 30-man royal rumble match and he's going to go on to face brock lesnar at at wrestlemania so not too bad and it was pretty good um let's see wow kind of blazed through these um we kick raw off seth rollins triple h dean ambrose they all have a segment and uh um, you know, talking about going to face Brock, who, who Seth Rollins is going to face, he's not sure. So Triple H comes out. It's like I'm glad to see the Seth Rollins of old is back. You know, it's going to make me—it's making me a little emotional just thinking about it and and all that. And Dean Ambrose comes out and says, "Well, you know, that's fine and dandy, but Seth Rollins has never beaten me." So they set up a match. After Dean Ambrose taunts Triple H, um, Seth Rollins end up defeating Dean Ambrose. Then they go to commercial. Come back from commercial, Nia Jax comes out as Dean Ambrose is looking to talk. He said, you know, whenever I signed with WWE and was cut off by the music, so I'm thinking that was his way of saying, you know, he was getting ready to tell everyone he's not going to be re-signing with uh, WWE. And I just find it really weird that, you know, okay, I'm fine with him, I'm okay with him leaving and going to pursue other opportunities. It's just really weird to me that WWE not only, like, they acknowledged it they're saying yes he is leaving and you know we we wish him the best and hope the hopefully maybe one day he'll wish to return it's just weird to me because normally they don't talk about this kind of stuff um even i mean there there have been a few instances like the brock lesnar goldberg match at wrestlemania 20 um the crowds were doing the hey hey goodbye chant and jim ross was like well we do know that they are going to be pursuing other opportunities soon and you know but um, they don't really talk about talent leaving. It's sort of uh, an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So once they leave the company, that's kind of it. You don't really hear them, or they're not mentioned. So for WWE to actually put out a statement regards to it, I know a lot of people were questioning: Is this, um, is this a work? Are they trying to uh, fool everybody? But uh, I don't know if they, if if it is, they're going to great lengths to to do it. So, uh, so, Dean Ambrose is going to be leaving in April. Uh, Nia Jax knocked, knocked Dean out of the ring um, to set up the matchup between Nia Jax and Tamina going up against Alexa Bliss and Mickey James for the qualification match for the Elimination Chamber match, which I'm really looking forward to because uh, it's going to be in Houston and uh, myself and Tyler and a few others are going to be going to the show and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you happen to be watching it, be be on the lookout for us because I think we're like the 13th row up, so maybe we'll get to be on TV. Maybe. We'll see. Um. So Nia Jax and Tamina end up getting the victory over Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, so they have qualified for the Elimination Chamber. Um, after that, we got to see a quick match, Baron Corbin defeating Kurt Angle. Don't really know why they did this one. I know that you know they're trying to say, well, Kurt Angle was tortured by Baron Corbin for so long, he's hoping to get his revenge. And unfortunately, he was unable to this time, but Baron Corbin got the win. Uh, after that, Finn Balor came out and said, you know what, I might have lost, but I'm still going to keep fighting, and uh, Bobby Lashley comes out to taunt him, so we know where they're going to be going with the, the, this feud is going to be happening soon. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Finn duke it out, and Bobby gets the upper hand and, uh, and ends up staying uh, standing tall. Uh, after that, we got to see the revival going up against the team of Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins after what happened last week. So uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are teaming up, hopefully get Kurt Hawkins that first win in over like three years. Uh, I feel like it's going to happen, but they have to tell the story. They have to build up to it. So for those who are watching it going, well, it's just more of the same. Just give it time. Give it time. It'll be okay. Um, after that, we got to see Elias come out, cut a promo, and uh, finally go back and go back to saying "shut your damn mouths." So uh, Elias has turned heel once again, saying, "I can't believe I allowed myself to write music for the fans. Now it's going to be all about me. All the songs are about me." So Jeff Jarrett comes out, and then uh, Road Dog comes out, and they sing their song that neither of them remember the <laughs> lyrics to, and apparently neither, no one else does. Um, so they tried to sing it, got in the ring, and Elias ends up laying both of them out by hitting him with guitars. Oh, my God. Uh, then we got a segment backstage, Mojo Rawley talking to himself in a mirror. So be on the lookout for more of those segments, I guess. I don't know. Uh, after that, we got to see Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan teaming up to go up against Dana Brooke and Natalia, another qualifi- qualifying matchup for the Elimination Chamber. Um... You know, the story was all about Dana trying to do it herself. She doesn't need Natalia's help because she wants to prove that she's capable of doing it and end up coming short on this one. So Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan end up getting the victory to qualify. Uh, after that, we got Ronda Rousey coming out, and uh, the crowd was just all over her. They they did not want to hear anything she had to say. They were chanting for uh, for Becky Lynch um she lost her composure there a couple of times and uh tried to play around with the crowd a little bit and it just came off pretty bad um she didn't even get to the part where she issued an open challenge so bailey had to come out and was like well hey i see you've got a title and uh you know if you're open to, to a fight i'll challenge you for that title and so that led into the match and the matchup. I felt was weird. Um, I know there were, I know Rhonda was still trying to sell the injury from her match with Sasha Banks, but it was like she was selling her arm and her leg. And I felt like Bailey was definitely having to carry this match. Like there, in a normal world, this match should have ended quickly. Bailey should have come out on top. Like I, you know, it, it didn't make any sense. Uh, and you could tell there were certain times where Bailey was getting frustrated. Um, cause there was even a, a spot where, um, Ronda was in the corner, Bailey was in the center of the ring, and Bailey's literally saying, Come at me like he was supposed to run at me and then Bailey decides, Okay, well I I'll have to go to her and then, you know, the match continued. But it was uh it was weird. Um but no one's going to be talking about this match after after this week, especially after what happened next, because uh, once the match concluded, Ronda Rousey was victorious, she shook Bailey's hand, congratulations, thank you for a great match, Becky Lynch's music hit, and the crowd went completely nuts, and uh, Becky was selling an injury um, from her knee from that she sustained at the Royal Rumble, and... Um, went out there and said you know i told you that i'd find a way back here and sure enough here i am um i mean the promo that she cut was outstanding the crowd was completely behind her ronda rousey looked like she lost her damn mind and saying i could kill you with my own hands if i wanted to but i choose not to um so i thought that was great too because it adds that danger you know mentality like this woman actually is dangerous um so you know the crowd was behind it i was behind it I'm looking forward to this match. I hope it stays a one-on-one match for WrestleMania, and you should, too. Uh, after that, we got to see Braun Strowman defeat Drew McIntyre via disqualification after Baron Corbin attacks. Nothing really to take away from this. It's just continuation of the previous story they were telling. Seth Rollins um, was going to make his decision. Brock Lesnar came out, and uh looks like Seth Rollins has chosen Brock Lesnar. And Lesnar delivered six F5s to Seth Rollins. So uh, message has been sent, I guess you could say. Uh, going over to SmackDown, uh, we kick things off with Becky Lynch. Charlotte, they uh, they had a little segment. Charlotte was coming out to talk smack. And uh, rather than talk back, Becky Lynch just pops her right in the mouth and decides to walk off, which I thought was great. I thought it was executed very well. And then Charlotte, you know, I was, I was watching Becky kind of limp away. And I was like, man, there's... You know they should have had Charlotte just like come out and attack her, and sure enough, here she comes rolling out, and the brawl is on. The you know they're having to be pulled apart, and I thought it was really well done. And I feel like this is going to lead to a match where you know, it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, uh, and if Charlotte wins, then she's added to the match at WrestleMania. But again, I'm hoping that it stays a one on one match. Um, after that, we got to see a uh, a quick match. Uh, between R Truth and Shinsuke Nakamura, and they said, you know, since R Truth was taken out, that was something that I didn't talk about there in the Royal Rumble. Nia Jax attacked R Truth to enter the Royal Rumble, and she was taken out. And uh, and here's one of the things, you know, there are a lot of people saying, well, what's she doing? You know, she shouldn't be in there. And why are the guys hitting her? Um, you know, if if you're one of those fans who feels that way, I would invite you to watch Lucha Underground, because if you do not watch lucha underground one you should because the action is incredible and two um the women get in the ring and fight with the men i mean they're they're considered equals in that in that um in that aspect so uh i had no problem with nia Jax getting in the ring i had no problem with nia Jax taking a super kick and rko 619 whatever it was that she ended up taking to get her uh you know thrown out um you know she was a willing participant in this match and uh you know like I said, in Lucha Underground, no one would bat an eye at this. So, I don't know. To each is our own. So anyways, R-Truth was granted a uh, United States Championship match against Shinsuke because he was attacked by Nia Jax. Uh, so this was a make good for him. Uh, the match starts off fine. They go to commercial. They come back. And immediately, shortly thereafter, R-Truth rolls up Shinsuke. One, two, three... But it looked like Shinsuke kicked out, but the ref said, no, that was three. Ring the bell. New United States champion, our truth. And the first thing that popped in my head was Shinsuke is probably thinking what Ted DiBiase was thinking um, during the Cody Rhodes worst match ever, which, if you have not seen that, go on YouTube right now, pause the show, go to YouTube. Type in Cody Rhodes' worst match ever and enjoy the hilarity about what Cody Rhodes, or no, I'm sorry, what Ted DiBiase Jr. says to Vince McMahon. So that's what Shinsuke was probably thinking. Um, so after that, our uh, you know our truth is celebrating in the ring. Rusev comes out and um, saying, you know, hey, you know, it's it's bad enough that Shinsuke was the champion, but now you're the champion. This isn't right. Uh, so I challenge you to a match if you're not too tired. So r truth said, yeah, let's do it. Let's um, let's have a match. r truth ends up getting the victory again, defeating Rusev to retain his newly won United States Championship. And then uh, after the match, Rusev turned heel and attacked. Our uh, truth, Shinsuke came out and attacked as well, which I found very strange. Uh, the fact that they were getting along and Lana seemed to be perfectly fine with it, um, because you know they had the spot where um, you know Rusev bumps into uh, Lana, which eventually cost him the match and his United States title, and now he's perfectly fine teaming up with uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura. That's just very strange to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you know, they they said, "Look, you know, we'll team we'll team up once, but don't don't you screw me over." Like that doesn't explain anything. That doesn't make sense as to why they're suddenly buds or hanging out. Um, so we do know that next week they're going to be going up against the uh, the Good Brothers. Um, we saw Rey Mysterio come out, and before his matchup, I guess he was supposed to have a match. Um, Zelina Vega came out and uh, basically distract him while Andrade came from behind and, and, attacked him. Uh, we got to see, this, this, raw uh, the SmackDown, I should say, it was actually very promo heavy. Uh, so there weren't a whole lot of matches, but it was a lot of storytelling getting the next chapters going. Uh, so we had the Shane and Miz celebration to celebrate the SmackDown Tag Team Championship win. And, uh, Shane said, you know, we're not going to have champagne. We're not going to have balloons. not going to have confetti. I got something better. So he played a video package with Miz trying to convince Shane that they should tag up and, uh, and told the story about how the only thing that Miz wanted was to hear his dad say that he was proud of the Miz. And sure enough, uh, Shane brought out Mr. Miz as the crowd uh, dubbed him with a loud chant, Mr. Miz. And, uh, He said that, you know, he's very proud of him. So it was a really cool moment. You know, I chuckled at uh, Corey Graves basically saying, why couldn't they just done this backstage? (laughs) Um, So keeping true to his heel form. Then we got to go backstage to see Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville actually declare that they're going to be in the elimination chamber. They're not having a qualifying match. They're just they're in it now. Okay, no one's going to stop them. No one's going to whatever. Uh, you gotta love that wwe logic sometimes but then they asked mandy rose hey why are you so mad at naomi what's the deal behind this and i'm actually glad that they did this um because you know it finally gives some insight as to what's going on so mandy rose revealed that naomi was being mean to her during her time in tough enough so this is why the feud is going on and uh you know not many people watch tough enough and what was it? 2015. I know I sure didn't. Um, but you know they showed footage from it, and I'm I'm really glad that they did this. They're like, look, you know, I was trying to get my foot in the door, and she's out there going, "You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You know, kick her out." So there's motive. That's not just random. I'm just trying to break you guys up. There's a reason behind it now. So, uh, you know, as weird as the storyline may be, I'm I'm okay with it because of. Now we have a purpose behind it. Um, after that, we got a 14 elimination match: New Day, Bar, Usos, Heavy Machinery, uh, to determine who's going to be facing Shane McMahon and the Miz at Elimination Chamber, and uh, the Usos were victorious on this. I'm glad that they added Heavy Machinery, but uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen a couple other tag teams as opposed to the New Day, the Bar, you know, and the Usos because we see them. Every single time. Like, where's Sanity? Where's the Good Brothers? Where are these other teams? You know? Anyways, not my call. Uh, after that, we got to see Dane O'Brien come out and talk about the WWE Championship and how he's been hypocritical um, carrying around the piece of leather that is the WWE Championship. Uh, gave it a name, Daisy. And the crowd said, thank you, Daisy. Uh, and then he threw it in the trash and unveiled the new belt, a hemp-made belt with uh, a wooden logo where the, uh, the wood was from an oak tree that had naturally fallen in the woods. So, uh, so he's all, all organic. And I was cracking up that, uh, that he brought out um, Eric Rowan. And on the Titan Tron, the O in Rowan was the recycle logo. So uh, if you didn't catch that, go back and check it out. But then, uh, then he was interrupted by AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Mustafa Ali. A brawl ensues, and Triple H announces that all six of the people—Dana Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and Mustafa Ali—will compete at Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. So, uh, so it looks like uh, Elimination Chamber is going to be shaping up to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good show. And uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Let's see, going into Hot Topics, looks like Cody Rhodes scheduled to have his knee surgery in February. So um, that's always a good thing. I mean, it's not good to have surgery, but it's good to have it repaired. Um, They said that uh, Halftime Heat is going to have a very interesting Live audience It's not going to be Like a huge crowd There's not going to be An empty venue Um Let's see According to Wrestling Observer It's going to take place At the Performance Center It's going to be An exclusive event Attended by friends And families of superstars As well as the Performance Center staff So that should be Interesting Um And You know Regarding the United States title The supposed Controversy behind it it, That It was not a mistake Like that's what They intended to do Um Oh, yeah, Chucky e. T and uh Trent Beretta have left uh new Japan pro wrestling, so it looks like they're gonna be going to all elite wrestling um there's lots more, but uh, I know you guys are probably one. Wanting to uh, get to our, the interviews that I was able to conduct over the time at Ring of Honor, so we'll go ahead and uh, end the show now and get to that. So, thank you so much for listening. I know it's uh, never easy to do a one-man show, but I thank you guys for uh, for tuning in this week. If you have any questions for us, feel free to leave it on our. Facebook page, Dominus Podcast, our YouTube channel, Dominus Video. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, BeyondPod, Player.fm, Satchel, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. And you, can, uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Dominus Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dominus underscore Dan. You can follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Bear. So that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you so much again for listening. Check out some of these interviews, and have a good week. We'll see you all next one. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Right now by Ring of Honor superstar Jeff Cobb. Jeff, welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Welcome, uh, a little uh, chilly. Uh, yeah, so, it's a little everything. cold in Texas for a change. Normally it's uh, blistering hot, but you got graced with uh, colder temperatures, I guess, this time around. Uh, getting ready for the uh, G1 Supercard. Uh, the road to G1 Supercard should should say, uh, you getting excited about that? I'm always excited whenever Ring of Honor comes <laughs> to any city, doing any shows for the fans. So. I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, and it's actually the first time that Ring of Honor has come to Houston in nine years, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, I know they've come to San Antonio a few times, but uh, for them to come and come to Houston, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That's, that's what I've heard. And uh, we actually got to talk to Shane Taylor a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about what his plans are for uh, 2019. He mentioned that his his plan is to take over, and that and your name actually came up during that. Yeah,
2: of course, it did. <laughs> Twitter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's got to get in line. Yeah? So who uh, who's your uh, main focus right now? Um. Uh, well, Silas Young actually
2: won um, the uh, mini TV tournament mm-hmm. or TV title tournament. So I, I believe I'm going to be wrestling Silas soon sometime down the road. I guess he's
1: first in line. And Very cool. We'll see where it goes from there. Whoever whoever earns the spot next. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the, the G1 Supercard because this is a this is going to be a huge show, uh, especially given the, the history of Madison Square Garden and who has pretty much had sort of a, a, a stranglehold over that particular uh, venue for a, a number of decades, I should say. Uh, so I'm sure you'll be participating in it in some form or fashion when that time comes. So what does it mean to you to know that you might be getting to perform in madison square garden as part of ring of honor
2: i think it's a it's a huge honor like like as any pro wrestler or even pro wrestling fans uh like like the garden is synonymous with uh the mecca i guess if you will for pro wrestling mm-hmm. like that's the mecca that's the place to be um it may not be the biggest place or the biggest uh venue in the world for wrestling but it's definitely the the most prestigious absolutely so being able to wrestle there and for a while, like nobody else could. Yeah. There was, it, like you mentioned, it had, there was, a certain company had a stranglehold on it, <laughs> and now um, they don't. And for one day, uh, 2019, we get to uh, Ring of Honor, as well as New Japan, we get to take over
1: um, and showcase a different type of uh, wrestling. That's going to be awesome. I know the fans are clamoring about it. They're excited and ready to see some amazing wrestling in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a great time. I know the fans here in Houston are ready for a great show as well, so thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. i got to go stretch before I throw some people across the ring. And <laughs> there you
2: go. I'll throw down to the third row. So if you're in the third row, you <laughs> might you might get a wrestler in your lap.
1: I'll have to check my tickets to so make sure I'm not there. So, I'll, okay. but well, yeah. If you're in the
2: fifth row, I'll aim for the fifth.
1: There you go. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank we appreciate you. it. you. Muchos. Mahalos
3: this is Tommaso Ciampa, you're listening to WNS Podcast.
1: Okay, folks, joining us now, the Ring of Honor champion of the world, the one and only Jay Lethal. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a (laughs) little, I got to say, I'm a little...
0: Cold right now. <laughs> I something about living in Tampa, Florida has really <laughs> made
1: me a little baby. You get used to that nice temperature, and then you got to come to the, the elements, and it's just right. not right. And the
0: wild part is this is Texas. Yes. Everyone thinks that Texas is hot.
1: If, come uh, back sometimes. next week. Okay. Maybe even Thursday. Really? Yeah. That quick. It, it'll just be quick it'll be thirty degrees in the morning, seventy degrees during the day, eighty two degrees at night. <laughs> you know you can't you can't predict texas weather gotcha, but uh texas keeps you on your toes absolutely you can never i mean i'm in shorts and a jacket you can't prepare for it gotcha. so uh ring of honor first time in nine years coming to houston that's a huge event in yeah, we itself
0: haven't been back to houston in a very long time um unfortunately i'm not the one in the office controlling where we go mm-hmm. i would have been back here a long time ago
2: but
0: uh the powers that be decided uh it was time to do a little return. So Absolutely. I'm glad we're back.
1: I'm more than stoked for it because, uh, you know, they, Ring of Honor, they come to San Antonio. They'll go to Dallas every once in a while. And, man, like, come on, show some love for Houston. <laughs> so I'm super glad that you are down here yeah. in the part of the uh, the G1 Supercard, the road to the G1 Supercard. Oh, um, it, I mean, this is huge. It, it is, is. This it is, is huge in the wrestling I world. I mean, the
0: little kid in me is Jumping for joy knowing that these shows are leading Mm -hmm. to what was possibly going to be the biggest show in Ring of Honor history uh, as we all enter Madison Square Garden. Uh, And the coolest part about that is so far, uh, (laughs) I'm still the champion, so... Um, as of right now, I'm going to get to enter Madison Square Garden as the Ring of Honor World Champion. It's going to be now, unreal.
1: Now, how does that feel? Because it's crazy. We, 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 know, we know the history of Madison Square Garden and a particular company that has uh, held ground in Madison Square Garden for a long time. So for the first time in about 60 years, a company other than that one is going to be performing, and you have the possibility of being the world champion going into Madison Square Garden. So
0: I told a bunch of people that... Uh, <laughs> all the wrestlers from my generation who dreamed of wrestling in Madison or working, Mm -hmm. sorry, in Madison Square Garden, there was only two possible options to do that. One was work for the WWE and the other was to fill out an application to work as a janitor or something (laughs) in Madison Square Garden or a member of the staff. Right, right. (laughs) Well, uh, I, along with some of the greatest wrestlers in the world, are going to get to wrestle in Madison Square Garden without doing either one of those two things mentioned. Uh, And the What that really means is not only is Ring of Honor as a whole doing amazing, Mm -hmm. I think we're really holding our own, but the professional wrestling world as a whole is, I think, thriving. We are knocking down walls that were impenetrable Mm -hmm. before, Uh, no pun intended with all the (laughs) wall talk going on, Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that not only is wrestling doing well but ring of honor is doing something real special the proof is in the pudding
1: absolutely and the cream rises to the top right and
0: what a what a <laughs> what a time to be the world champion like this is a dream scenario for mm-hmm. any wrestler out there uh who's listening or who can hear my voice all the wrestlers here in this building it, I mean I think I'm in a dream situation. Absolutely. Who wouldn't want to be the world champion walking into Madison Square Garden?
1: That's every kid's dream. Right. Every I, wrestling fan's kid, at least. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Who knows what other walls are going to come crumbling down yeah. after this? It's, I mean, wrestling. the wrestling world's looking great right now.
1: Absolutely. You, you, you said that. Uh, you know, if you were to look back. Three, four years. Some of the people who are in the independent scene, who are in Ring of Honor, who are New Japan. Uh, you know, there's so much fluctuation that's happened in the last couple of years, and we're looking forward to 2019. I can't even grasp what's going to happen by the end of this year. Uh, new companies, new new opportunities right. for stars. So you don't have to go to the main stage. You can now do it on your own and exactly. do it with other companies. And
0: right. And the coolest part about that is uh, Ring of Honor is being considered a main stage absolutely being considered a destination for for other wrestlers who don't want to go to certain other companies they can come to ring of honor Mm -hmm. and still make a living and and ring of honor gets to do what it always has done for years which has put on some of the best wrestling matches in the world and i feel i feel like that's what's kept us afloat All these years, even after, and some people probably won't want me to touch on this, but uh, even after losing some people, like how do you pick up and move on as a company after losing someone like an AJ Styles Mm -hmm. or a CM Punk or... Brian Danielson, you, you 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 just do it. You yeah. don't try to fill those holes in. Uh, you accept that those holes will remain there, and you just add, try and add some better talent, some good talent to the back uh, to the back end to to ultimately fill out your roster. You just constantly do that. And Ring yeah. of Honor has constantly done that for years, um, and and I think they've done a great job of it so mm-hmm. far. So 2019 is shaping up to be uh, truly, truly not only one of the biggest years of my career uh, but a great year for Ring of Honor Wrestling.
1: Absolutely, and we're certainly looking forward to the show tonight. Uh, certainly looking forward to G- forward to G One Supercar Jay Lethal, thank you so much for your time. I know oh. it's uh, I know it's limited. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get to talk to the champ, but whenever <laughs> we do, I certainly do appreciate it. So thank, thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: And we'll be rooting for you t- uh, to be champion all the way to Madison Square Garden. That's going to be awesome. You, thank
0: you. I got a few extra. Is there any other questions you wanted to?
1: Oh, I, 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 I mean, I know
0: there was at least one.
1: There, there, there. Are been a few people that you know when i told i was going to be coming here I asked if uh if we could talk about the uh, the infamous uh rick flair yeah. impression i would
0: love to get him here uh but it would be really <laughs> really tough he was here at one point and i don't think he made too many friends but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i would love to get him here. that that whole rick flair stunt uh for me being as new as i was to the wrestling business was possibly one of the greatest learning experiences of my entire life Mm -hmm. it's really helped prepare me for the role that i have now in ring of honor uh not choking under the pressure (laughs) being able to handle yourself on a microphone i learned from the best Mm -hmm. Um, and not to mention the fact that it was the scariest night of my life. <laughs> uh, up until that point, that company hadn't given me a live microphone mm-hmm. to talk in front of the live crowd uh, until that day. And now you're making me do this for the first time with the greatest <laughs> talker in the business. Like
1: talking as a, him. Right,
0: right. It's the scariest moment of my life, but I got through it. I got through it, and it and, ultimately... And it
1: was amazing. It,
0: it helped make me what I am today, so thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you, and once again, appreciate your time, and looking forward to, to, to tonight, and looking forward to G1 Supercard. And
0: once again, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This is Roderick Strong,
1: and you're listening to WNF. Alright, folks, chilling backstage. Ring of Honor, getting ready to perform here in Houston. I am being joined right now by none other than the Briscoe Brothers. Well, Welcome, guys. How we doing? Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you so much for your time. The Briscoe brothers getting ready to tear it down in Houston. The first time Ring of Honor has been in Houston for about nine years, and I know the crowd is certainly amped and ready for it. Are you guys ready for the uh, for the show as well?
3: Yes, sir. Yeah, it's gonna be a good night. You know, we uh, we've been on a roll all year. This is the third show of the year, and uh, they've all been strong. And uh, we're just gonna keep it rolling.
4: Awesome. Yeah, 2019 looking uh, looking real good for uh, Ring of Honor. As uh, some people may know, some people may not. We made some big signings and uh, there's some new talent, some fresh faces and this. Uh, it's it's just more more live than ever out here. at Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, and I know you guys have been in Ring of Honor for quite some time. Is there anyone that's coming into the business that you are looking forward to to scrapping with?
3: Well, tonight we're wrestling. Uh, you know, a new group called Lifeblood. Uh, Juice Robinson. Um, Let's see. Dave uh, Finley. Dave Finley. Tracy Williams. And, uh, Haskins. And Mark Haskins. Yeah. And, uh, all four of them, you know, are pretty new and, uh, they're all, they all can go. They all beast. I mean, they all get down <laughs> in the ring and they, you know, we all, you know, got a similar style. We just like to, you know, get out there and throw down. So, uh, you know, it's going to be nice to get out there and, and tangle with these new guys and, and throw down with them.
4: Yep, And they got, uh, Bandito on the squad. Is uh... He, he he's been looking uh, mighty impressive. He's not on their squad tonight, but he's he, he's with their group, so uh, he's been looking mighty impressive as as well as uh, Pco and Brody King are now joined up with uh, Marty Skrull. We got to tangle with them once already this
1: year, and uh, looking forward to uh, locking horns with those boys again. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, being veterans of Ring of Honor, do y'all find yourselves sort of being like the the locker room generals? Who who would? be sort of the uh the locker room general i
3: mean yeah you know it's all a a group effort a team Mm -hmm. effort like we like to consider ourselves a team and it seems now this year more than ever that uh you know the team is real tight and um yeah i mean we've we've been here for a long time man so you know uh, a lot of young guys come up to us and, and uh you know we try to help out any way we can and um you know, it, but like I say, it's a group effort. It's a team, you know, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jay Lethal, obviously, the champion, is a, a big part of everything. And we, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here to help, you know, obviously help the young guys, but still at the same time go out there and do our thing.
1: And, of course, uh, we're, on the, uh, we're on the road to the G1 Supercard taking place in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a huge show. Uh, what does it feel like for you guys to potentially be pr- competing in Madison Square Garden? Um, I I just remember uh, when we started working
4: at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Well, first we was up in the Grand Ballroom upstairs, a little bit smaller. Then we moved down to the Hammerstein. And I remember we used to always look across the street and say, hey, one of these days we're going to be wrestling in the garden. (laughs) And uh, here we are, 2019, hey, sold out, Madison Square Garden. So it's just, uh, you know, there are no words, you know. Just I cannot wait.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just been a grind. It's just been a... You know a long grind that, you know we've just all everybody's just worked hard behind the scenes in the ring like every, you know the whole company as a whole and uh it's nice to see it you know kind of come to a culmination here and uh you know we're ready for
1: the garden Absolutely. So the G1 Supercard getting ready to take place later on this year. But we're getting set for Houston tonight. I certainly appreciate you guys' times. I know y'all are, you're getting ready for your match later on tonight. So uh, so thank you very much for uh, taking a little bit of time to, to talk to me. Yes, sir.
3: No problem.
4: Thank you. Thank you. This is Ring of Honor wrestler Raymond Rowe, and you're listening to WNS.
1: All right, still chilling backstage, having a great time. Being joined by Kenny, what's going on, man? Yeah, man,
5: what's going on? It's K-
1: Kenny KING Kings. Oh, uh, yeah. Having a good time, getting ready for Ring of Honor. First time in Houston in 9 years. So, uh, pretty exciting for me. I know the Houston fans are are excited and ready to go as well. Uh, getting ready to go. This is the road to the G1 Supercard going to be taking place in Madison Square Garden a little bit later on. So, how does it feel to be in that road? Possibly performing in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I mean, for
5: me, it's a dream come true. I was born and raised in New York City, and uh, I can remember going to WWEF shows, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, seeing Nick's play at Madison Square Garden, and uh, even being with Ring of Honor. We wrestled right across the street for forever. You know, Manhattan <laughs> Center is it's uh, it's it's got its own history in and of itself, but to wrestle there and then go outside and see Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden and just be like, man, one day. One of these uh, days, I gotta go there. And and and, and it's happened. It's coming. Yeah. It's, it's quickly, quickly approaching April 6th. And uh, so what we're trying to do is just put all of our energy, all of our effort into making all of these shows on the road to G1 the best possible for the fans.
1: Absolutely. And you know, like you said, growing up, wanting to perform in Madison Square Garden and at the time, during those time, for about 60 years, there was only one way to get there. But now, the door of have opened, times have changed. I mean, what a year for wrestling it's been. Like, the past couple of years, there's been such a, a huge influx of talent coming up, uh, new possibilities, new arrivals, uh, Ring of Honor certainly on the rise as well. So how does it feel to be, you know, in, in the business as we can actually witness the transformation of the wrestling world. Well, it's the wrestling renaissance, you know, where mm-hmm. people said uh, after the the, the
5: the 90s, the Raw, the and, territory you know, days you know, were, were over. The, and or even after the, like the Monday Night Wars, the wrestling mm-hmm. will never, ever be the same again. Um, but what happens in wrestling, it just keeps evolving. The, the styles, the athletes, the stories, everything evolves, everything gets better. And, uh, and especially now where people are starting to realize there isn't just one place where you can get wrestling anymore. You mean I can get these stories, mm-hmm. you know, incredible athletes and, and things that I can't see, you know, on Monday nights everywhere else. Oh, well, and the, and to the casual fan, uh, especially with the advent of the internet, you can see, you know, wrestlers that are just as good as the ones you see on Monday. hmm and any day, if not of the week, better, yeah, if not better, any day of the week, uh, it's it's just it's, it's a
1: great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be in the business. Now what was one of the contributing factors to you wanting to get into the world of professional wrestling as opposed to like a different sport? Because you know wrestling certainly takes its toll on the body, whereas you know any other sport, a like baseball, football, there there are limitations to. To some of the injuries that you can sustain, as opposed to wrestling, or even in MMA, yeah. where they wrestle, you know, once every three months, or they fight once every three months, whereas when you're on the road, you know, doing four or five shows a week, we're just a sick breed. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're a sick breed. It's all in the head. Who, I mean, I, I played
5: football all the way through college, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I thought about having an NFL career, but uh, there was something about professional wrestling that once I started it, uh, that's it's something that I tell my students, you know, don't do this if mm-hmm. you don't want to get stuck, because what happens is you fall in love with this and you just get stuck, and then you end up doing whatever you have to do to do this. Yeah, and, and we really and truly are a different <laughs> breed here because uh, it's uh, we we love it and and we we obsess over it and we can't mm-hmm. get enough.
1: That's why we we do it at such a high level. Absolutely. What was what was your uh, your family's? Reaction whenever you told them, you know, I want to kind of get into the world of, of professional yeah, wrestling. I mean, my family thought I was nuts. They still <laughs> half way I'm nuts until it's time to sign 8 by 10s Yeah. Uh, you know, Once I, they see the, uh, the lines sure. of fans waiting to meet you, they're like, okay, yeah, I sure. can see that. So it's just one of those things where um, uh, it,
5: obviously, I don't think that they, when, when they were talking to their friends about what their kid was going to grow up they didn't think you know spandex and boots or, but uh,
1: my son likes to run around without a shirt on yeah, you know that, I'm,
5: that was always me so. but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a thing that um, you know once they see that you're, you're, you're driven and successful at it, mm-hmm. and my family is all in for it Awesome. Well yeah.
1: certainly looking forward to the show. Hopefully we get to see you in Madison Square Garden as well, so you can live out that childhood dream. Well, hopefully at all, man. Kenny K I N G is gonna be a Madison. Oh, Square you know Garden. it's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. Kenny King, thank you so much for your time. I certainly appreciate it. We're gonna, it, nice we're to gonna be rooting for you.
4: Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the King of the Mountain, and you're listening to WNS podcast.
1: All right, still chilling backstage, Ring of Honor, Road to G1 Supercard, being joined now by former guest on the show, because we had you on just not too long ago, right. the one and only Shane Taylor. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Thank you for having me again. Good to see you in, in person this time, as opposed oh, to on a- the phone. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. And I actually, what's, what, a funny side story is that uh, you came to Beaumont uh, not too long ago. That's where we were. If oh, I would have known okay. that, I would have been like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. well, we could have done did that. The, uh, did the local news there,
6: mm-hmm. uh, talked about... Road to the G One, the events in Dallas and San Antonio tomorrow, and of course tonight here in Houston. So uh, everybody's getting in on the
1: ROH action. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to tonight. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a packed house. Absolutely. Saw all the fans waiting outside, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it as well. Uh, you know, let's let's talk a, a little bit more. Going to Madison Square Garden. That's going to be huge. Absolutely incredible. A sold out
6: Madison Square. Garden. Anytime Ring of Honor and New Japan get together, it's history. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a moment. And to be able to be together in that venue, in the world's most famous arena, is absolutely incredible. Um, It's going to be one
1: hell of a night. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, And for... for Wrestling fans who don 't really understand the importance of this event, uh, you know there was a company, not going to name who who kind of held Madison Square Garden in the palm of their hand for about Lockdown. sixty years <laughs> right. about sixty years that 's a few generations of wrestling right. uh, fans and athletes mm-hmm. so for for you yourself to have the opportunity to go into madison square garden it 's huge it 's it's, it's unprecedented it 's immense, uh,
6: and to be able to sell it out as quick as we did and it's it's awesome it just shows the growth of not only Ring of Honor but New Japan as well both Mm -hmm. brands um, and a collaborative effort to show that wrestling um, is able to be there for everyone there's no Monopoly on the sport You know mm-hmm. what I mean So um,
1: That's huge for us Yeah absolutely And you know Like you said It's a growth for Ring of Honor It's a growth for New Japan uh, Just the growth In the wrestling world Over the past couple of years It's It's Just Bounds And bounds Higher than it was Years back I mean you look at Some of the talent That's not in The WWE Who's making the rounds now right. I, I mean just you wouldn't you never would have thought some of these people would still be successful and make their own success uh outside of wwe or your wcws your your tna right. impacts uh so to see ring of honor surge forward and achieve a new level of success uh teaming up with new japan who are also growing as well um i mean it's it's huge it's a, it's a crazy time to be a wrestling fan that's for sure oh it is it is and it it's only
6: better for the performers when you have multiple places that are successful that you mm-hmm. can work at. Uh, competition is never a bad thing, regardless of what people in today's society tell you. Competition breeds, yeah, you know, innovation. It it it's it good pl- for everybody. Absolutely. Like now, not not only are you going to get the best matches, not only are you going to see the best performers, but the people guys and girls that are there are going to get paid what they need to get paid mm-hmm. and you're going to have to take care of your performers like because they're you don't just have a lock on talent yeah now they can go anywhere in the world yeah and make a living you don't get to keep them mm-hmm. under lock and key treat them any way you want to not saying that anybody does that we're <laughs> just saying in general you know with any profession um so it's 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 such an exciting time to not only be a, a wrestling fan but to be a to, but to be a wrestler to be a part
1: of this um, and it's I cannot wait yeah I mean and it drives wrestlers like yourself to put on the best performance that you can push yourself even further I mean competition's good for everybody you know better matches better quality and it's just a win-win situation I'm I'm looking forward to the year of 2019 I certainly wish you the best of luck for 2019 as well hope you get hopefully you get to see be seen in uh, Madison Square Garden at uh, G1 Supercar I
6: will be seen by hooker by crook they'll know I was there
1: (laughs) and uh, and you know when we talked to you we asked uh, you know what your plans were for 2019 you said you were going to take over the company you specifically mentioned Jeff Cobb. Uh, we did talk to him a little bit earlier who said, uh, you know, get in line. Uh, See,
6: that's, that's the thing about <laughs> Ring of Honor and Jeff Cobb too. Like,
1: there was no line for
6: him to wait in. Yeah. He stepped in and took what he wanted. So, I think it's pretty hypocritical for him to tell me <laughs> to wait in line. To me, that sounds like a scared champion. Time for to you me, to... me, that sounds like a guy that knows I was this close to breaking his undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, he doesn't want to give me that platform again. Bring <laughs> him on. He doesn't want to give me that. I platform. just, I just like to stir it just a little they bit. Just to let you know what he said. They know what happened. I they can put play it platform. back for you if you want. But they know what happened. They put me
1: in. That yeah. So Shane Taylor, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Looking forward to it tonight. It's Absolutely. going to be a great time. So thank, thank you so you. much. Absolutely.